probably did hate mail and we thought it was hate at the time because these guys are trying to take away our dreams the football pod live thursday june 2nd in castle bar check out otbsports.com forward slash events and get your tickets now otb am with gillette get into your flow with the new gillette labs razor with exfoliating bar mark lawrence and good morning to you how are you I'm all good, thank you. You? Um, I'm okay. Um, good. I'm wondering what you think the difference between the two teams in the end was on Saturday night. The goalkeeper. Um, I, you know, I, listen. If if Liverpool had played the same way as as Madrid and won the one nil, we'd be waxing lyri- lyrically about you know how good they were defensively, the goalkeeper, and all those kind of things. So so, so I'll get all that, you know. And, and and Madrid, they won it. Good luck to them, but. They were battered. They were, they were taken apart, weren't they? I mean, the goalkeepers, some of the saves the goalkeeper was making were, were unbelievable and um, just one of those things, I'm afraid. Sometimes the best team doesn't actually win the big games. Is there anything that will give Jurgen Klopp some pause for consideration about what he does into the future? Is there is there anything that you can do when you come up against a team who are as gifted as Real Madrid in terms of their playing personnel but who are also so tactically... Uh, I don't know, is it, is it astute to decide you're going to defend and just be very strong defensively? I don't know how astute that is. Like it's uh, Yeah, well, it's basic. easy. It's easy. It's easy to do that. But I mean, it's <clears throat> and, I, and I get that. But I mean, the number of times Liverpool got in was, was just mad. But if you think about a final, there are relatively few clear-cut chances. Liverpool had lots. And you'd expect, Jurgen Klopp must have analysed that over the weekend and kind of thought, you know, how on earth did, did we not score? Um, you can't go on there and actually score for, for your team, can you? So they've not suddenly become a, a, a bad team. We just, they just couldn't score. And, you know, um, I previewed the game the other day and I was just saying about M- Madrid, which was when you look at them, you know, Chelsea should have beaten them, PSG should have beaten them, City should have beaten them, Liverpool should have beaten them. We all know that. But, but sometimes, sometimes, you know, your name's on it. And I just think that's exactly what it is with Real Madrid. And you don't have to go and look into too many kind of footballing reasons why. It's just the name The name was on it. And, you know, the centre-forward who's been brilliant um, doesn't have a shot at goal. So their plan, their plan worked perfectly. But just frustrated from Liverpool's point of view because they, they should have won that comfortably. I think if they'd have scored one, they'd have scored two or three. But it is what it is. Yeah, it did. It did feel that way. It did feel like they were so dominant, particularly in that first half, where uh, the shot was just not dropping and the opportunity wasn't just going in. Mm. Um, how deflating is a, a defeat like this in terms of the longer term plans? I mean, it's no. great. That, it's no, like, no, you just blink it away. Is it, or yeah, well, I don't. I want to say you blink it away. I mean, they will analyse it, but no, because because you know, in that competition. I really do believe Liverpool have been the outstanding team, and they've cruised through everything um, in, in in all the games. They had that they had that really iffy first half against Villarreal, and then reacted, um, which is a sign of a good team anyway. Um, so no, I don't, I don't, I don't think Klopp will take too long to, to analyse that. And he's lost in finals before, as 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 we all know. And I don't think he's even that kind of person. Which is, you know, oh, we should have done this, we should have done that. He's very much look. We did so many things right. We just actually the hardest thing in the game is, is, is scoring, and we just couldn't manage it. But 
I just go back to the fact they made so many chances that you know you think you at least would have scored one goal to take it into extra time. So great for Real Madrid. Um, mind you, I listened to what, what I saw the interview that Perez gave. I mean, what the hell is he talking about him? He's like he's on a different different planet. Him. I missed that. What was he saying? Well, he was saying, well, you know, we know all about Liverpool and that and Manchester City because now they can afford to buy you know the best players. They've got all this money. Well, hold on a minute. <laughs> Didn't Real Madrid, Real Madrid used to buy all the best players? You know, and that was, I just thought it was really, really petty. But I think that's part of the not having the European League because, you know, he was, he was obviously one of the great, not great, but one of the leaders in that and trying to get the, this European competition off, up and running. And I think he's got the massive hump with all the English teams because obviously they all pulled out. So, um, but he was talking absolute, well, it begins with B and ends in S and it's eight letters. Uh, he said, effort, self-improvement, respect, humility and solidarity is what underpins this Real Madrid success. Of course, yeah. all the characteristics of Florentino Perez. Listen, this, this, this is the Real Madrid that the Spanish FA bought the training ground off for a massively um, inflated fee. Massively inflated to keep them alive. So I'm, not, I'm absolutely totally not having him. Really, at all, and I, I, you know, I, I like I, I like the manager, and I like they got some outstanding players. But I'm not having Perez; he's up himself. It probably feels a little bit put out by the Mbappe situation a couple of weeks ago as well. So he's like, "Yeah, screw you, Paris! Yeah. I came and I got sure. what I really wanted." Yeah, well, yeah, we'll go. Good luck to him. But I mean, you know, Mbappe's allowed; he's allowed to change his mind. I mean, and his deal he's got at uh, at PSG not not just the money. But it looks like he's, he might even be choosing the next manager or the way they play and all those kind of things, which is mad, by the way, to give that to, to one of your players. But there you go. But, yeah, look, you know, he, he, he said to Madrid in the end, I'm not coming. And, and Perez, obviously, he can't be beaten, can he? He's one of those guys. You, you cannot beat him. He's, and he's going to have the last word. And good luck to him. It seems that this Real Madrid team is like the crankiest team ever potentially and uh, as a club they're extremely cranky like you mentioned the, the Perez stuff there the, the guy yeah. who's always got to have the, the final word even Courtois afterwards saying that he needed to win on Saturday because I don't think I have enough respect especially in England like you have the disagreement between Tony Cruz and the German reporter afterwards he feels that he was being asked a question that was that was too negative it feels that I'm not sure is this deliberate or not but it just feels that this Real Madrid squad have a group of people who have a mentality about them where it's us against the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which works in football. We've seen it on, on, on many, many occasions. And I think, you know, for Cruz and Modric, um, you know, coming towards the end of their careers and obviously proving a point. I, I think the thing with the goalkeeper, that was just... Um, I don't know who voted for that. Whether it, it was the top 10... Was it top 10 goalkeepers either in the Premier League or Europe or whatever? And, and he wasn't in it, which is wrong anyway, because he's, he's always been a very, very good goalkeeper. So... Um, yeah, obviously it fueled them and, and, and it worked. Um, and he said, didn't he, before the game, Courtois said something about, you know, we are Real Madrid and we always win. And um, he absolutely totally, A, he backed it up and, and he was right, wasn't he? Do you see any commonality between Liverpool's performance on Saturday and maybe the, the failure to score goals in the two other cup finals this season? No. No, and I'm not, I mean... No, I mean, the cup finals, notoriously, are extremely tight, aren't they? Um, I think the only thing with Liverpool, you might say, in the last, shall we say, the last kind of quarter of the season, 
one or two of them started to look a little bit leggy. I mean, have they play, played something in the region of 60-odd games if you played every single one? So regardless of, you know, diet, um, you know, training, travel, all those, all those kind of things, eventually it does catch up with you a little bit. But we thought we thought Klopp sort of overcame that because, you know, we, we know he's got 20 players and, and even there's cover for everybody. And, you know, if you shout at me like, Trent Alexander-Arnold and I say well Joe Gomez played right back and actually played really really well so you might say he's got cover there but everywhere else he's got cover maybe they just got a little bit leggy um, and also you know a little bit of expectation that then this is a real chance to actually win the quadruple which looks to me like I don't think it ever it's ever going to be done so no not really I don't you know, you look at the season, and and I've seen most of the games live as well. Is they they've been outstanding. They, they really seriously have. And just just at the end, they've started to look a little bit tired. I mean, if I, if I sat here with Klopp, it'd look probably like slaughter me saying that's not true. But they they have done. I mean, um, Salah started to look a bit tired towards the end. Jota um, and one or two others, and it just didn't work for them. But if you started the season, you know, just go back to our days and, you know, obviously four competitions that we were always in, fortunately, and our, lot, our boot room guys would say to us, you know, if you win something, one thing, we take it now and the rest was an absolute bonus. And people used to think, oh, well, what, what are you going to win this year? And we went, no, it doesn't work like that way because three of the competitions are cup competitions, aren't they? And obviously it's a league. I think the league's always the important one because that's, you know, the, the true thing about um, the length of the season, the games, the travel, um, all those injuries, all those kind of things. But, I mean, they've won, they've won two competitions. And, and I, I, I watched a little bit of Sky and they were saying, oh, well, does that mean it's not a particularly good season? And I'm thinking, like, really? They've won two competitions and out of four and it's not a good season. Now, that's absolute rubbish. I also think that, like, they, they went to the very end, like, you know, any, yeah. any, any season where you're still in it with half an hour to go in the league and half an hour to go in the Champions League, like that's an amazing achievement. And if, yeah. if football is only about victory, then that's not really the whole point no. of football. No, listen, I'm I'm pretty sure that's that'll be the first time ever, ever that they played in every single game they could possibly play in. Um, and that's that's as you rightly say, that's a feat in itself. So. No, I think it's like heads high and stuff. The only, the only, probably, <clears throat> excuse me, the cloud on the horizon now is, is, is Marnie going to um, buy Munich? And um, what's happening with Salary? Saying I'll still be here next season, but does he mean he's there and he's just going to see his last season out and, and clear off somewhere else? So um, there's an important few weeks coming up with Liverpool. I think if if that does happen, if um, you know. Probably looks more likely than not that that Mane will go at this stage, and it yeah. looks more likely than not that Salah will run his contract down and and try and yeah. do what Mbappe has just done. Um, and you know, if you were advising him, you'd probably advise him to do that. So, what what does that mean from Klopp's perspective? It, like, does he try and convince Mane to stay for one last season and say, "Look, you're going to be going to the World Cup. We know what you're like." We're going to be able to manage you either side of that. Yeah. You, you know, you trust us because we've done that before with the the Afcon. So, uh, or do you go? Okay, I've got to take the twenty five million or whatever money they offer, and then you know we've been good at recycling. And Luis Diaz comes in and starts. Uh, that's why we have Diogo Jota. Yeah. Uh, what what what's your instincts? Well, my instincts would be that I think 
they, they will have somebody lined up if Mane goes. I think they're talking about 42 and a half mil, aren't they? Um, so the way the club's been run, in all honesty, you know, you know, I bang on about recruitment. So um, the new head of recruitment, you would have think, would have thought, has, has got a list of players if Marnie goes, a list of players if uh, Salah goes, and that's just the way you've got to got to go because you know if if you're going to pay Salah and Marnie absolute fortunes, then that's a real real problem because. Van Dyke turns up at your door if you're the manager asking for a rise. The goalkeeper turns up at your door. Um, and then it's like, well, you know, you've still got to run the football club. And in, in fairness, their football club is, is run absolutely brilliantly. And as, as you know, the number of players that they've bought between the kind of 30 to 40 million region is, well, it's just been absolute quality. They've, they've already been good players, as everybody knows, but but Klopp's made them into, well, to be honest with you, he's, he's made them into uh, world-class players. So they know they can do it, but occasionally you get it wrong. You know, the, the, you know, the guy you bring in or the guys you, you bring in might not quite work, but, but that's the gamble that you take. But it's it, there's a bigger thing here, which is obviously, you know, the future of the football club. I mean, the Americans, but they must be looking at, obviously, for, was it four and a quarter billion yeah. Chelsea have been bought for? Yeah. The Americans must be looking and thinking, you know what? If this starts to go awry, we can sell it and we and we can walk away. But they've been—I think I've said to you before—they they've been brilliant with the manager. They realise what they've got. Um, they don't—they trouble him. Well, they don't trouble him. I think they hardly ever even speak, only because they don't need to. They've got a, a, the, the chief executive Liverpool, Billy, is is American himself, and he he runs a day to day, and he's very much switched on, and they've got. They've got a great thing going for them. It's just the the only one two competitions out of four. Tough. Uh, one last thing: the the goal and Trent's role in the goal is something that yeah. he's going to be singled out for again and again. It's it's um, people look at Trent and they go, and they've decided, oh, he's a, a liability in defence. That they're somewhat in the Gareth Southgate camp, and then others look at Trent yeah. and go, on balance, he's one of the best players. Uh, in the world in terms of efficiency at creating chances and so yeah. like the, is that not just a ball game with Trent sometimes you're going to get like issues yeah. but- you good at, I think I think that's the way the manager looks at it he's, he, you know he's very much you take the rough with the smooth but um, yeah he's, he's he's not he's just not switched on defensively like you know 100% so and obviously, he loves to go forward and play. I mean, I mean, his deliveries. We know over the course of the season has been has been outstanding. Um, I don't know as anyone who's, who's better at that position. I don't. The, the boy, the boy at Chelsea is a top top player as well. But yeah, you just you just you just have to take that. I think what what the positive far outweighs the negative. And generally, you know, when he's played and Henderson's played, Henderson's kind of been the guy that kind of tucks in there. Um, but everybody knew that it was going to be a problem with with a, a Vinicius, isn't that junior? So he's, he's lightning, lightning quick, and that's how they got the goal. But look, at the end of the day, I mean, Liverpool should have scored two, three, or even four. So um, yeah, you just you got you got to live with it. I mean, um, you know, and in our era, we played with Alan Kennedy, and you know, Alan Kennedy scored in all the major major finals, but. You know, God love him. He, he he wasn't. He wouldn't be one of our best players. But you, you know, you could look after him. I mean, Hansen played alongside him more than me because I was like 
the right centre back, and I was the left, and Alan Kennedy was obviously left back, and and we cope with it, um, and that and that's all that you do. So you know, if you've got a left back who's like going scoring, winning goals in cup finals, you then can't turn around and say, well, you know what, defensively is a little bit iffy because nobody's perfect, as we know. And, and like the, that, it kind of shows the line that we expect from top class defenders in the modern game as well that you know he didn't do much else wrong throughout the game like I thought in the FA Cup final he was excellent defensively but I guess being good defensively the attitude is well that's your job you know you don't get commended for it except when you make that one mistake yeah the the only thing I would say now about that is is you know the two fullbacks in Liverpool's game and Liverpool play regularly I mean, and I don't know, I've never looked at the stat. I would imagine they have more touches of, of the ball than nearly everybody in the side, uh, apart, apart maybe from Thiago on occasions. But, you know, so they are they are full-backs, but basically they are, they are wing-backs without the title, aren't they? Just, I mean, how many, t- how many times do you see um, Trent crossing it into the box? Yeah. And who's on, who's on the left side trying to get in there? But Robertson. So... That's that's just the way that they play, and you know Klopp's a very intelligent guy, and he he knows that occasionally they'll they'll get found out. But they've had they've had an outstanding season, really seriously have, and um, you know all all credit to them, and all, and all credit to the manager because the other thing that he's done, not just winning the trophies, is managed the group, and and to manage the group and keep everybody happy is unbelievably difficult. I mean. Fergie started this off, didn't he? And I think I've said this to you before, but Fergie started this off at Manchester United where he had a really good squad, say 18 to 20 players. And he would say to somebody, just say, I don't know, say it was a Phil Neville. Say, Phil, you're not playing tomorrow on Saturday, but on Wednesday we've got a game and you're playing. And that way you keep everybody happy. You don't have every, anyone trying to break your door down saying, you know, why, why am I not playing? Mind you, no one would be wise enough to break Fergie's door down but um you know that that's that's the thing with Klopp and I think is 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 everybody's friend in terms of, of the players you can tell that he is and he's he is actually more than a manager to them and that's that's why he is so good because he's got this skill that a lot of other people in the game just do not have. Um I, I know you were watching the game in Dublin but did any of your mates have a bad experience at the game? Uh no no, no, nobody. No, but my mates are a little bit different because um, they, they were they were flying in in private jets and all that kind of stuff. So they, they were all sorted. But I mean, that was I don't know. I mean, somebody said to me, "Well, no wonder with the French because of Brexit, because of because of Great Britain and Brexit and all that kind of stuff." But I mean, look, that's just that, that is it's actually terrifying. Um, I saw. Few of the interviews, the, the one with the, with the the dad and the lad, and the, and the lad had one or two issues. I mean, he got sprayed as well. I mean, can you imagine? You know, being a father and, and that happening to your son. And he was on, only looked about eight or nine. But yeah. I, I think the French were just like, you know, we're going to treat you are animals. We're going to treat you like animals. And um, and typical UEFA, they change their story, don't they? And you know as well as I do that probably nothing will come out of this at all um, but hey that's UEFA for you and, and I'm afraid that's the French and, I'm an, and I love going to France but it's just that's the way they are isn't it well the French cops were the worst stereotyp- stereotypical French yeah. cops they were they were pretty grim Mark great stuff yeah. thanks a million for being with Pleasure. us cheers thank you OTB 
AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.